you're listening to the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast, and on this episode, we'll be covering Ronnie Talk to Russia. Joining me to discuss this track is Zachary Hoskins. Hi, Zach. Hey. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, no problem. I think um, we've got an interesting song we're going to talk about today in Ronnie Talk to Russia. But before we get started on that, if you just wouldn't mind giving the listeners a background about yourself and maybe where they could find you and check out what you're doing. Sure. So uh, I'm a writer. I'm on hiatus from the from the freelancing, but I but I am a, a former freelance music writer who is now devoting all of my music writing time to a blog um, that is kind of, you know, very much like your project, Jason, going through song by song from beginning to end Prince's full catalog or you know, I'll either get to the end of the catalog or the end of my sanity, whichever comes first. So <laughs> I feel the same way. Yeah. Sometimes I go on this journey myself. So I yeah. Think. So right now I'm in uh, I'm in 1999, the album, not the year. So not that much further ahead than than this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, if you guys, uh, those of you listening, uh, if I don't embarrass myself too much on the podcast uh, and you want to check me out, you can find the blog at PrinceSongs.org. All right, thanks. And as far as embarrassing yourself, it's mostly my fault because I keep inviting you to record songs with me that That's are true. maybe a little atypical. So, <laughs> so for anybody who hasn't heard Zach on the podcast yet, we covered Head and Sister together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, um, that set a high bar, I think. Just Yeah, uh, it absolutely did set a high bar. <laughs> in terms so, of what we're going to discuss, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. So with this song, though, we're not doing anything with a with a uh, a sexual background or anything that has explicit lyrics from um, a sexual standpoint. We've got a political song we're going to talk about today. Ryan talk yeah. to Russia. So this is the uh, the second track on side B. If you've got the LP or cassette, or the um, I think it's the fifth track overall. And it was also a B-side to Let's Work, which follows this song on the controversy track listing. But it was a B-side, an interesting B-side. Like if I was, you know, buying Let's Work uh, as a, you know, maybe somebody was kind of into Prince and just wanted to check out some of his singles. And I bought the Let's Work 45 back in 1981 and I flipped it over and Ronnie Talked to Russia was the B-side. Like, what is this guy talking about? (laughs) A lot of... um, Cold War fears and right. demands for peace, basically. So, yeah, it's an interesting song from that standpoint. I think it's it's kind of an overlooked song on on the the track listing of controversy. It's not one that is typically cited as being someone's favorite song from the album. I mean, Definitely. I really haven't heard too many people say <laughs> that about this song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know one person whose favorite song on the album is Andy Christian. Um, I don't know if I want to put her on blast or, or, or not on the podcast, but um, but I know zero people whose favorite song on controversy is Ronnie Talk to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not to say that the song doesn't have any value. Right. That it doesn't say anything. But the, the controversy has got a lot of really strong songs and some of many of them have something to say as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, controversy, sexuality, um, those have a lot to say. Even Andy Christian, for that matter. Uh, and Private Joy, that's a really great dance song. Do Me Babies, an amazing like slow jam. And even Jack You Off is a really fun song. But Ronnie Talk to Russia with its kind of, um, I don't know, punky, rockabilly vibe. 
<laughs> and and kind of off the wall lyrics that you know are a little dated because inherently, if you mention the president of the United States in the name of your song, right, at some point it is going to become dated. It right. seems topical and relevant. In 1981, he had just <laughs> taken office. Um, you know, he was elected president in, in 1980, didn't take office, obviously, until like January of that year. So he was a fairly new president and he would be the president for the vast majority of the 1980s. So uh, Prince was getting in on the ground floor and talking about Ronald Reagan in terms of, you know, his uh, presidency. Yeah. And, and, and Ronnie did talk to Russia and, you know, the Berlin Wall came down later in the 80s. Uh, you know, he was... Uh, we can say he was Prince was sort of ahead of his time in in that way, I guess. But um, but yeah, this is I, I can definitely see. I mean, honestly, I'm even a little bit young to um, to really fully grasp the you know political resonances of this song. I was I was born in in '84, um, you know, right at, toward the beginning of Reagan's second term. Obviously, was not very politically uh, active at that at that time in in my life. Um, <laughs> And I can only imagine, you know, uh, younger people today just hearing these references to Reagan and the Soviets and, you know, the Sandinistas and being like, what is this about? You know, like, it is a it's a very early 80s song in, in, in every way from, you know, sonically to the, the politics. Yeah. And and the fact that Prince uses the name of the current president in the title, as I mentioned, instantly dates it, but it's. He's not alone in that. I mean, there have been a number of musicians who have done something similar. I don't know how many. I mean, some of them have put the name of the politician that they're uh, citing in the song right in the title. I mean, right. I know that there is a there's a rapper from the 90s named Paris who really was um, railing against Bush Sr. Mm-hmm. in a song called Bush Killer. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you can kind of get from the title of the song where he was getting on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't a big fan of President George Bush. And then uh, Pearl Jam did something similar for uh, Bush Jr. with a song called Bush Leaguer. So the Bush family, you know, really is wasn't popular <laughs> amongst yeah. the, a lot of the um, the musicians of the the 90s and 2000s. Nevertheless, I mean, I can think of, I'm trying to think of other ones off the top of my head. I, I know not an American leader, but um, the Beatles mentioned Chairman Mao in Revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the, actually, for, for Reagan, the Ramones had a song called um, Bonzo Goes to Bitburg, which, so n- not, not Ronald Reagan, but, you know, his, his, he was in the bedtime for Bonzo movies. So yep. that was a direct reference to him. Yeah. Good call. Good call on that one. And uh, there have been, obviously, other political musicians, um, Rage Against the Machine, Public Enemy, Ice Cube, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like uh, with with Prince and Reagan, being Reagan being such a new president at the time, Prince was probably, I, I can't, I can't um, guarantee this. I have no way to cite and, and promise this is fact, but <laughs> Prince was probably one of the first to really mention Reagan in his song. There might have been some you know, punk rockers that mentioned him right prior or something like that. I don't, I don't know, but, um, pretty, pretty early on in his, in his presidency. So yeah, I would say it's in fairly recent reference to president Reagan in 1981. Yeah. And I mean, for Prince, this 
I, I'm sure you've talked about this. Um, I haven't caught up on all of your controversy episodes yet, but I, I'm sure you've mentioned this. Controversy was, you know, really kind of a new. It was a it was a new thing for Prince too. Uh, you know, I would I would I would venture that Dirty Mind is a political album in the sense that it is uh, so kind of, you know, aggressively toppling. Uh, standards of decency and, um, you know, moral ideas and, and kind of representing, you know, that kind of like mm-hmm. hedonistic viewpoints. It's, it's political in the, in the social sense, but, um, controversy is when he really became like, you know, torn from the headlines kind of political and, uh, to, to mixed effects, you know, like, uh, mm. I, I think it's in, in this case, I, I, I find some of, I find a lot of Prince's more political music underrated. Um, I think it tends not to be taken seriously for whatever reason, you know, there's, I, I think we've just kind of collectively made up our mind that Prince's takes on politics are not to be taken seriously. Whereas someone like Bob Dylan, for example, you know, we hang on every word that, that he might say about politics or we sure. used to, but, and I, I think that some of that is warranted and some of it is, is not, I think Prince did have some really interesting things to say politically. I think there are probably less of them on current on controversy than there are later in his career though. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. And with Ronnie Talk to Russia and later on in the track listing, Andy Christian, he really, he makes an effort, but <laughs> in, in many cases it's, it's a little surface and it's, and there's not a lot of, um, I mean, the message isn't as clear as you'd like it to be. And it's, right. it's a little muddied. And, um, <clears throat> even though with, you would think with a song called Ronnie Talk to Russia, cause he tries to tackle a whole bunch of stuff in Andy Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Talk to Russia feels like it should have like a very distinct, and um clear vision of what he's trying to the point he's trying to make and you know with with the united states and the soviet union at the time the the relationship devolving rapidly after soviet union invaded afghanistan in Mm -hmm. i think it was in 79 they invaded afghanistan the united states took a stand and like well we don't agree with that and so we're going to boycott the olympics and Basically, Reagan had to. I mean, I mean, Reagan wasn't the president at the time when that occurred. That was still Carter, but right, he had to follow suit because it was kind of the, it was the way that we were moving towards um, really taking a stand against the Soviet Union and and their attempts at uh, you know invading neighboring countries and trying to take them over. The Cold War was just really starting to ramp up at that time as a result. I mean, we were not friends. <laughs> you know, we weren't <laughs> friendly right. country. We had fought together in World War II, but that that was 30-plus years prior. So, you know, things changed fast in a political arenas and in global politics. So, Right, right. Okay. Well, the song itself... It's, I feel like it's kind of part of a, a suite of songs on side two, side B. Yeah. That starts, of course, with the first song on side B, which is Private Joy. And then right in, that song bleeds into Ronnie Talk to Russia from that uh, really psychedelic kind of guitar solo that Prince inserts at the end of a very poppy dance song. It just the, the, the guitar <laughs> solo at the end of Private Joy feels a little out of place. Mm-hmm. It, it moves there gradually, but the way the whole song goes, the strong structure of that, of that track, 
then to throw that guitar solo that's really kind of out there <laughs> and then that kind of goes into ronnie talk to russia and that's where this is like the next song in the suite that ends i think with let's work really because then there's a clear end with let's work before it moves into annie christian mm-hmm. and um with this then the, the music changes after the guitar noodling is done and then you've got this really kind of fast synth line and these like drum machine hand claps that um kind of stab into the synth line like exclamation points i guess yeah. or something along those lines and and then he begins singing uh the songs the lyrics shortly after i mean this is a really short song i, I didn't look up how long it is but it's it's a short song we know that it's pretty uh, i think it's less than two minutes yeah i'm seeing uh one one minute 51 so yeah, yeah okay. so just and that's with all of the noise at the beginning and you know it's got a for for a less than two minute song it's got a pretty decently length uh intro so yes it does it does you're right and then um once he starts singing you don't really know i mean i guess if i'm looking at the lyrics online it it's the chorus is what he leads off with is ryan talk to russia before it's too late and that is repeated later on so it kind of feels like a chorus and it also brings up the title of the song so you know you can really make that argument that it is the chorus So it starts off with Ronnie talk to Russia before it's too late, before it's too late, before it's too late. Ronnie talk to Russia before it's too late, before they blow up the world. So you right off the bat, you're getting Prince mentioning the title of the song and kind of explaining what Ronnie talk to Russia means. And he's really trying to explain that he wants President Reagan to talk to Russia before, you know, a nuclear attack or before some you know this escalation in with afghanistan gets to the point where it becomes like another world war for example or something much more than what it was where we were just condemning the act instead of like getting involved in yet and we he was i feel like prince was really trying to say this is getting out of hand we need (laughs) you need to talk to you need to talk to the soviet union he says russia but it was still part of the Soviet Union at the time. Mm. Um, Soviet Union doesn't really flow off the tongue quite as easily yeah. as Russia. <laughs> so I can see why he, he used Russia as the country to uh, to speak of. Everybody knew what Russia was, and, and it, it's a lot easier to say. Right. So do you have any comments about that chorus? I mean, it's kind of straightforward yeah it's it's uh it's to the point it's the the way it's delivered you know with the the high-pitched synthesizer that sounds like a like a farfisa organ it's got that like you know kind of chintzy 60s garage rock kind of sound that um that was also you know very in vogue with new wave groups you can think of uh blondie used it um elvis costello those kinds of those kinds of bands who we know that Prince was taking notes from at this point in his career. Um, Just something about that, like that rah-rah chorus and the, and the organ and the hand claps. And it, it feels very goofy (laughs) Mm -hmm. intentionally. So I think, you know, it's, 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 um, this is a song that I'm constantly questioning how seriously i'm supposed to take it um and it and it goes back and forth because i think especially 
you know, as the song progresses, it does seem like Prince is genuinely concerned about the sort of encroaching Soviet influence. And he is genuinely, you know, obviously he's he's preoccupied for much of the early 80s with this idea of nuclear holocaust and, Mm -hmm. you know more so around uh songs like 1999 but you can this is this is an an emerging fear for him um uh but but the way that it's presented is is so sort of tongue-in-cheek that it's um it's tough to tell like exactly how how scared is he really how scared does he want us to be you know um how uh how serious an appeal to uh to president reagan is this song and it's and it's you know it's tough to say yeah i mean you mentioned you said you used the word goofy and it, it really kind of is i mean if you're if you're a hardcore punk fan and you're like for example i'm just going to throw the clash out there let's say you're a big fan of the clash and you like their politics, sure. although it's they're not American politics for necessarily, but right. political music and bands that are attempting to to take a political stance through their music. And then you listen to this and you're thinking, oh, well, this is like B grade politics. You know, it's 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 very up in your face what they're saying. There's no subtlety to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I mean, sometimes, you know, some, some artists don't want to be subtle, but <laughs> Prince is not being subtle with this one at all. He's not <laughs> alluding to anything. It's, it's all very, uh, very overt and very upfront. It kind of adds a little bit to the, the charm of the song, but also a bit goofy, like you mentioned, just right. because it's the way it's, it's kind of like a sing-songy, uh, has a sing-songy approach to it. It's not, it's sung in a way where you can really the the lines repeat themselves often, so you like them like a chant. Uh, so those are types of techniques that I think a lot of these other bands haven't employed for their political songs up to this point. The way that it's sung and the way that the lyrics are written, it leads it to be a little more. It feels like it's a little slighter than yeah. maybe some of the other heavy uh, political songs of the time. Right. Right. Not not a bad thing. Just a comment. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then after that, there is a verse that goes, uh, go to the zoo, but you can't feed gorillas. Can't feed gorillas, left-wing gorillas. You can go to the zoo, but you can't feed gorillas who want to blow up the world. So here we have a play on words again with right. with gorilla instead of the uh, the primate. We've got the um, more the freedom fighter or, you know, the, the combatant. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking about gorillas, and I don't. I mean, I'm guessing he's talking about he's talking about left wing gorillas who want to blow up the world. If I'm just thinking about the the conflict, right, in Soviet Union and Afghanistan at the time, I got to put the gorillas are must be the Afghani's, right? It I'm could, yeah, it could be the uh, the the, the Mujahideen. Um, I read this as being uh, the Sandinistas in Nicaragua, 
um, which is it's kind of funny. You you mentioned the the Clash before. The way that I found out about the Sandinistas is the Clash named an album after them, <laughs> right. and uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, they were. Um, you know, pretty unambiguously pro Sandinista. I think we can, we can, if, if this verse is a, is about the Nicaraguan revolution, I think we can probably conclude that Prince is not pro Sandinista. <laughs> uh, right. Because he calls them left wing gorillas. Right. I blow up the world. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a strong statement. <laughs> <laughs> Strong statement that he's you have to assume that he's against the world blowing up, right? So, yeah, I'm but, assuming that, <laughs> but it's, it's it's sort of ironic again if, in fact, this is about the Sandinista revolution in Nicaragua. It's sort of it's ironic that he would bring it up in this song about Reagan because, as we know, like one of the huge controversies that later emerged uh, in Reagan's presidency was his administration's uh, sort of under-the-table support of the Contra counter-revolutionaries in, in, that, yep. in that particular conflict. And that was not really, um, at least, you know, again, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a Central American historian or a, or a political historian. Um, I could be wrong about this, but at least from, a, from my sort of middle-of-the-road American perspective, Reagan's involvement in Contra was not a big topic of discussion in 1981. Like that, that seems to me was something that came out a couple of years later. So it's just mm -hmm. sort of an interesting, it, it, it's interesting that it shows up here because I don't know how purposeful Prince is, 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 is being about it, but you know, certainly in hindsight, it's like, wow, this is, you know, this is really getting at, you know, some of the, uh, some of the central, sort of conflicts and, and issues of the of the Reagan years. Yeah. But if it was just like a common common statement about guerrilla warfare or, you know, um, fighting back against oppressive governments and the use of guerrilla warfare style, typically though you're not well, at least in nineteen eighty one when I thought whenever I would think of well, I wasn't thinking of it in nineteen eighty one, so six. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when I think of guerrilla warfare, though, I don't think of like this, these massive dust ups. They're more I feel like they're more concentrated locally in like in towns or in communities or, you know, I guess they could be out in in the country as well. But the whole blow up the world thing, I, I just don't <laughs> see guerrilla warfare engaging in nuclear arms. I don't. Right. <laughs> right. It's just not something I think of too much. I don't I just don't feel like they have that kind of of. Uh, resources to develop nuclear bombs but right <laughs> so it's a little odd to me talking about left-wing guerrillas that want to blow up the world maybe they maybe it was more of a point like they want to tear things down and they want to destroy as opposed to literally blowing up the world i don't know mm. all right so then uh after that verse that we get to to the i guess the bridge and this is a this is kind of a funny bridge. I I don't know. I shouldn't laugh about it, um, but you know, I mean, come on, it's whatever. Almost forty years later, I can laugh about it. Well, 
Uh, he says, Ronnie, if you're dead, before I get to meet you, before I get to meet you, before I get to meet you. Ronnie, if you're dead, before I get to meet you, don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> <laughs> and this this one, this I, I had to look it up because I needed to know the timing. Right. I mean, the timing where uh, <laughs> President Reagan was the attempted assassination of Reagan by John Hinckley yeah. and the writing of the song. And so Hinckley shot Reagan in March of eight, late March of 81. And all of the, any uh, resources that I looked up to find out when this song was recorded were, you know, like spring, summer of 81. Right. So I feel <laughs> like this was probably written after. Yeah, it would have been in the news if, in fact, you know, assuming it was written after, um, it would have definitely been a big topic of discussion still when he wrote the song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And this is something I didn't catch until I wrote about it, you know, because I always just heard it as like, if the nuclear war happens and you're dead, you know, don't say I didn't warn you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but when, when I thought about, because he also, you know, I was kind of, I was thinking about Annie Christian too, where he talks about, he sort of alludes to the, the Hinckley assassination attempt. And um, when I sort of put two and two together there, I was like, man, this is dark. Like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so, so soon after uh, the attempt on, on, on Reagan's life, very, uh, very interesting. <laughs> if, if that's, if that's what he intended. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to make the assumption that he did, that that it was written after the assassination attempt, and he was, you know, kind of using the fact that, you know, two or whatever, two to three months into his into his presidency and he's already had an assassination attempt, assassination attempt on his life right and so he's like well <laughs> maybe this is uh maybe this is kind of going to be par for the course for his presidency or yeah <laughs> get used to it get used to it buddy because if you're pissing people off although hinkley wasn't pissed off at reagan at all <laughs> right really, that wasn't the reason why he was uh even you know attempted to be killed it wasn't had nothing to do with his politics or somebody disagreeing with you know, what Reagan was doing as president or was going to do as president. Right. So, you know, whatever. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think most people just automatically think that he's talking about, you know, if, if the world doesn't blow up. Right. Before Prince gets to meet him, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because of the whole Ronnie Talk to Russia is not about a song about um, assassination attempts due to um, wanting to impress young actresses so right <laughs> i think <laughs> the intent was probably talk about um the cold war and just the dangers that might be arising as a result of that but it certainly is a a statement about uh, just being in the public eye and you know targets targets on the backs of people in the public eye as a result yeah and reagan reagan had, was a target he was already proven to be a target Okay, so then uh, we go to the chorus again. He just basically repeats the Ronnie talk to Russia before it's too late, before it's too late, before it's too late. Ronnie talk to Russia before it's too late, before they blow up the world. Don't you blow up my world. And he repeat. I think they repeat that a few times. Don't you blow up my world. It's more like a uh, kind of like a, a threat or, you know, just a chanted threat. Say, hey, quit it. You know, <laughs> make things right because uh, me and my generation want want to live. You know, we've got a lot of life to live, and don't fuck it up for us. You know, by, right. by blowing up the world, political leaders of 1981, <laughs> and um, then you get the the sound effect, the the, the explosion. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's, 
And that's how the song ends. Yeah, I think this think is one cool. of the earlier. Um, Prince really, as we know, uh, enjoyed putting sound effects on his. But I think he he really didn't start with that until he was recording at Sunset Sound um, because they had access to these you know banks of these libraries of sound effects and you hear it a lot more on 1999 you know the baby at the end of delirious and um the the traffic noises at the beginning of all the critics love you in new york and and, and all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and but i'm i'm going on a limb here because i'm not 100 percent sure but i think this might be his first uh the first time he's he's dug into uh that sound effects library for an album yeah yeah i failed to mention but there's additional sound effects that even precede the the explosion. So after the bridge when he's, or like even towards the very end of the bridge while he's singing the lines, Ronnie, if you're dead before I get to meet you, don't say I didn't warn you. And like right after that, you've got these pops of uh, what's supposed to be like a, a gun. Obviously. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And they're, right. they're loud. They're jarring. I mean, they're like really <laughs> up in the mix. They're not in the back. They like overtake the entire song for that for those moments that i mean the music stops too so they're in, the intention is to hear this hear these gunshots hear this uh, machine gun fire because the all the music stops right during those um, gunshots and not that you could hear music at anyway because like i said that they're loud and they're very upfront in the mix for that song yeah so yeah you got uh, quite a few sound effects going on in this track and <laughs> you know i mean it's it's a song that's Speaking of Cold War fears, it's talking about potentially the um, Sandinistas. It's got some things going on, and he's he's kind of commenting on the fact that President Reagan was already shot and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, attempted assassination several months into his presidency. So, so violent sound effects are par for the course for this track. Maybe I don't know if it's trying to scare the listener, but it's certainly uh, its intent is to jar the listener because at that point he. You've got Doomy Baby that leads into Private Joy, and then you go into this one, and it's a bit of a, a tone switch <laughs> right. uh, from those two tracks to, to this, for sure. But then it flips right back with Let's Work, because uh, that's, that's just a, a sexy dance song, really. Is right. Is. <laughs> right. So, yeah, any, any final thoughts on Ronnie Talk to Russia? Well, uh, just it brings to mind one of my favorite lines from a review of controversy um i don't remember what the publication or the writer was but this is just always stuck in my head uh when controversy came out they were you know talking about the political content and and you know uh, the lyrics from controversy where he says am i black and or white am i straight or gay and the and the reviewer said he might as well also ask, "Am I always having sex, or do I sometimes watch CNN in bed?" And that that is kind of that's the <laughs> this is this song really kind of makes that it always calls that that quote to mind. Um, it's a it's a very interesting it's it's an interesting track. It's you know sort of like this burgeoning political consciousness maybe slightly confused because this is kind of a conservative or certainly at least like a centrist song. Uh Uh, And then, you know, just a couple of tracks earlier on sexuality, he was basically calling for organized revolution. So it, you know, not the most consistent (laughs) position from Prince at this, at this period in his, in his career. And it's also it, I always think of Ronnie talk to Russia as, um, 
kind of like the first in a trilogy of Reagan songs. Um, the second being free from 1982 and then the third being America from 85. And those just seem like the, the three songs where Prince is expressing these, um, you know, honestly very mainstream fears, uh, and anxieties about the, the Soviet union and about the cold war in a way that feels, you know, sort of much more, much more kind of conventional and um, and middle American than you would necessarily expect from a guy who looks and performs like like Prince, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's and it's very very much I think in, in in contrast to, you know, I think Prince was taking cues from from punk and new wave in terms of his sound at this time. In terms of his uh, politics, though, uh, he was definitely much more middle of the road than um, a, a lot of those punk groups that I think were, uh, you know, very unambiguously anti-Reagan at this at this point in time. And and Prince um, is at at best ambiguous about uh, where he stands in in, in terms of uh, in terms of the Reagan administration and, and in terms of that whole. You know, he's he's definitely this is this isn't a left wing song. It's no, it's maybe um, I'm I'm almost tempted to read it as a little bit of a right wing song. But, um, you know, at least it's very much, you know, middle of the road. Right. And it could partly be due to his upbringing in the Midwest. Um, right. You know, the, the just reaching at this point for any any clues as to why that might be. Um, his midwestern midwestern upbringing might have led to that, and just also his youth, right. and the fact that blowing up the world is bad. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants the world to blow up, right? Yeah. I, mean, even, I don't care how far right or far left you are, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you don't want everybody to die. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a pretty safe stance to take. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and I think in that sense, it's it's consistent with with. Um, some of his earlier political songs like Party Up from Dirty Mind, um, which I think I tend to read in a much more left wing way. But the consistency is that Prince wants the freedom to party, you know, which mm-hmm. is which is uh, which is not s- certainly certainly not a sort of um, mainstream communist party value. I'm sure there are there are some, you know, Marxist uh, philosophers who are pro partying but um you know lenin and khrushchev and um and certainly stalin those guys did not did not know how to party so uh <laughs> so <laughs> i think yeah when you when you put it when when you think of it in those terms there is a consistency um I, you know about from from one of these political expressions to the to the other I think um, personal freedoms was something that was very big on Prince's uh, list of priorities at this point in his life. Right. And any political song from this era would point to that and and probably would you could find ways that that would make sense and it would be agreeable to that statement for sure. Also, spoiler alert, Ronnie does talk to Russia. Right. Russia does not blow up the world. Yeah. We're still here. It's 2019. We're still here. (laughs) (laughs) soviet union doesn't exist anymore but uh russia still does and they didn't blow up the world yeah (laughs) it's a good job prince thanks for saving us (laughs) all right zach i think that's probably going to be it for this one i think uh we did our best (laughs) yeah well again thank you thank you so much for having me it's uh it's it's always fun
So I want to say thanks again to Zachary Hoskins for joining me to talk about Ronnie Talks to Russia. It was an interesting conversation, I think. You should definitely check his stuff out at printsongs.org. So this has been the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenniger. Please contact me on the, the PressRewind.net blog or any of the social media platforms that I'm on. And uh, until next time, thank you very much.